Welcome everyone to the Elevated Producer Podcast, where we take a deep dive every week into how mortgage originators can elevate all aspects of their lives. If this resonates with you, then this podcast is a must listen. We believe education is the key to originator freedom. We'll share productivity tips and tricks from our personal experience, from what we've learned from others, from books, from media, and anywhere we find inspiration to elevate ourselves and you. I'm your host, Chad Ogburn. I've spent 14 years as an originator before pivoting into a training role in our industry five years ago. My co-host, Cheryl Bromschwager, is a vice president, producing branch manager, certified mortgage planning specialist, and proven mortgage coach with Nova Home Loans. Are you ready, set, let's elevate. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Chad. How are you today? I am doing great. Super excited for today's topic because it's such a timely situation. Yeah, uh, I, I can't agree more. So what we're talking about today is your rate lock talk. And when rates start going down, this particular talk is crucial to you keeping uh, the loans that you've locked and not having to go through a whole bunch of renegotiations and things of that nature. Well, yeah, and, you know, creating the commitment from your borrower to work with you from day one versus having to create that, you know, in day 10 after they've said, hey, I started shopping or, hey, I heard loans are, you know, rates are down or somebody offered me something better, right? So to keep them from shopping, it's great to be able to be really upfront and have these conversations before you even give them an opportunity to look around. Yeah, absolutely. And this is uh this is one of those things guys that if you don't have this down um it's just something you need to because otherwise and you're probably experiencing it, you're getting shopped a lot, you're getting a constant re-question, you know, to Cheryl's point 10 days in, 20 days in, once a week, however long it takes during the loan process of well, where are rates today even though they locked 3 weeks ago? Yeah, we're having those and, and, you know, the, even when you think you have a commitment from them, sometimes it's tough because they have such a, so many external factors helping create that attitude for them. Their friend, their somebody at work, um, their parents said something, they heard something on the radio, they heard something on the TV. So they're constantly questioning their decisions. Yes. And it's amazing. I had a, a friend one time, um, a good friend. And he's in uh, the financial world, not in uh, mortgages, but in the financial world. And his wife came home to him after we had locked him in and said, my friend just told me that there is a 0% mortgage out there. You need to ask Jack. <laughs> he calls me up. He's like, all right, dude, I'm going to ask this because she's my wife and I'd rather keep her happy. I tried to explain to her, is there a 0% out there? And I'm like, this was, I don't know. 10 years ago or so, but yeah. Um, so even it's amazing where people are getting their information and, you know, I'm convinced I have, uh, my friends and I have a, a kind of a silly little saying when we're talking about fishing and things of that nature that you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And I'm a little <laughs> afraid that people use that uh, when they're talking about their finances and their mortgages. That's funny because it's probably true. And even though, you know, they might know in their head that it's probably an unusual question or the reality is probably not going to happen, they're still going to ask you because they need to settle it in their own mind, right? They need to say, yes, that I'm getting a good deal. I've done my research. I know what I'm doing. 
So I just think having that upfront expectation of this is what we're doing helps quell that fear of missing out or that fear of, boy, I better, you know, call three or four people before I commit to chat or to Cheryl or to any of the LOs out there listening. Right, right. So with that in mind, would you mind sharing with us how you go about having this rate lock talk? Absolutely. It obviously is going to depend on the borrower, you know, and, and what kind of conversation that you're having with them. But in all reality, for me, the rate lock talk helps me sleep at night. So that's kind of how I start the conversation because I instill humor a lot when I'm talking to my borrowers. They'll say, hey, what's the rate or what do you think? Should we lock or should we not? Right. And so the conversation goes something like this. Interest rates are very volatile and they can change multiple times a day. The purpose of locking your interest rate is to protect you against rising rates. Once we lock, this will be your rate at closing regardless of market movement. What do you think? Would you like to lock today or would you like to float? Nice. Now, sometimes, you know, they're like, well, what do you think? You know, they still turn around and say, well, I heard rates are gonna go up or rates are gonna come down, right? And so I go to, What's it gonna take for you to sleep at night? If you are comfortable with this rate and this payment, let's lock. If you are not and you'd like to play the market, then let's wait it out a little bit. But I need you to understand that if the market changes and it declines, that means that to get the same rate will now actually cost you points. You may have to pay fees or discount points. How do you feel about that? What does that look like to you? Are we able to do that? And I really tell them, this is what it looks like. It's not just, you can have any rate you want, because that's like the flip answer sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, I had a boss that used to say that. <laughs> tell them you can give them whatever rate they want. It might cost them 20 points. You can get them 1%. <laughs> right, and I think that what sets us apart from the order takers of the online lenders or the local correspondent or even local brokers, right, that are doing a lot of advertising is that they're truly just taking the order. The borrower is literally telling them what they want versus having a, an advisory conversation with their loan officer like you would have with you or me. Hey, let's talk about, I can give you the rate, but gosh, you know, do you really want to pay one point, which is $5,000 or $3,000? Let's look at the return on investment on that. And boy, it doesn't make sense. Right. And, and guys, that having that conversation, uh, in my experience, will solidify relationships with you. It will build that trust. And one of the things I've always done when I was an originator is just what Cheryl said. When they say, well, I really want to get whatever, three and a half percent. It doesn't matter what it's going to cost me, you know, because they just honestly, I think sometimes people are doing this because they want to go to their next barbecue with their friends and say, I've got three and a half, what do you have? I literally think that <laughs> happens. And, and so it, it's helpful when we can do that and say, okay, let's look at that. It's gonna cost you whatever, $8,000 to get down to three and a half percent, and that's gonna save you an extra 100 bucks a month. So let's divide 100 into 8,000, and we get 80 months. Are you going to be in that home for that long and things of that nature? Right. And so then you you have that that advisory conversation with them about, hey, let's really look at this from a financial perspective. And that's where I use my uh, certified mortgage planning skills, right, to say, let's look at this from really what makes the difference in your world right now. 
right? And I want to use my skills to help you do three things. Those three things are to compare loan options more effectively, consider housing and mortgage decisions in the context of your overall financial situation, and help you make smarter choices when it comes to cash flow and debt management. So if you're going to pay $8,000, man, I better have some significant cash flow increases and some debt management. And if we can't really show that on paper, it's probably not the best idea to do that. Right. And that is so important. And one of the things I like about it was when the way you go about it is doing it personalized for them. I, I'll never forget. I had a client one time. I was calling them up to, to refinance and they're like, well, you know, I was always told you had to have a 2% change in rate before it was worthwhile to refinance, mm -hmm. you know? And so we, we walked through what it looked like for them, but you know, to your point, Cheryl, it, it needs to be personalized because there might be people who are bumping up against their, their max debt to income ratio and they have to have that rate. And so if they wait to try to get an eighth better, well, if it goes the other direction, they still have to stick with that particular rate. Now they're just having to buy it down. And, right. and, and it doesn't always make sense, but if, if that's the only way they get that home, then they've got to come up with that extra money uh, to do that. And chances are there's going to be better uses for those funds. Yeah. I found somewhere almost, else. Almost generally speaking, the way rates play out, it's almost never makes sense, at least in my experience, uh, to really buy a rate down unless there's, again, those personal reasons that they have. Sure. I mean, if they say, hey, this is it, we're never moving, right? Well, then, yeah, okay, let's have that conversation. But what I'd rather have is let's see if we can get you to a 15 year mortgage instead of buying down your rate. So let's, you know, utilize the, the property and your equity as leverage, not just paying a lender to, to get it, to get a particular interest rate. Because what we're hearing out there, right, is that, oh, I can get a better rate. Okay, let's talk about the points. Let's talk about what it costs you to get that better rate, because there's a cost to everything. And if we can't justify that, then I say, you know, it's not really worth it. The the rate is not, it the, the loan program, the loan mortgage that's not even a loan it's a mortgage for your lifetime or for the lifetime of this house is not about rate it's about all of the other stuff that goes into it right yeah i mean yeah geez there's so many rabbit holes to go down on this particular one um yeah it, right. and that's just it we have to look i mean you know there's a payment comfort that they need to take into account there's obviously the cash to close payment the part that they need to take into account um, there's how long they're going to have that loan how long they're going to be in that loan and that's really where um, if you're doing if you're doing the, the the rate talk up front well and then when it comes time to do the rate lock talk um, both of those should really solidify your borrowers um, right in, in the same put and I think that's what sets us apart you know from the rest um, as far as you know, being a professional versus being a call center, right? And so don't sacrifice as a loan officer, right? Your professional guidance and access to information because, you know, the borrower is telling you something that they're hearing from someone who definitely does not have the experience, the professionalism or the education that we have to advise our borrowers. Yeah, and that's, to me, that's really key, guys. Something she said is don't sacrifice who you are as a professional because it's tempting when someone comes in and says 
I want this rate and I want this loan program and I know exactly what I want to just be like, all right, I can make that work. Check the box and let's move mm-hmm. um, because it's going to help you, again, keep the borrower during that loan process so that they're not constantly out there reading things and looking for things uh, from a rate standpoint. But it also might lead to more referrals. It's certainly going to lead for to a, a borrower for life if you still take the time and say, okay, to your point, Cheryl, about their first one about comparing loan options, saying, well, here's the here's the program you uh, talked about, and and you know it might very well be the best fit for you, but here's a couple other loan programs uh, to consider. You know, you're in your 50s. Let's look at maybe a 15 year fixed instead of sticking with the 30 and things of that nature. Right, because we become the advisor. So I think that's what sets us apart as loan officers is that we have the lock talk. We're professional from day one. We're out to help the borrower, not sell the borrower, right? I want to help them make good choices, not just do a loan for them and sell them on a mortgage. That's actually not what borrowers want. They actually want help. They're coming to us for the guidance that we can give them. So I I definitely think that's important. One thing that we should probably mention uh, is what if they shop anyway, right? We have the lock talk, we do everything perfectly, and the borrower still says, hey, I found something better because my mother's brother's uncle said I could do better, (laughs) or I found it online. I literally had somebody come to me the other day and say, hey, I found a better rate using Keller Mortgage for uh, on a purchase deal right keller mortgage and i said okay well are you using a keller williams agent and she said no and i said well then that doesn't apply and she's like oh no it does it definitely does and so instead of kind of going down that you know rabbit hole of i know it doesn't but i'm not going to argue with you right is i said okay let's call them up like let's find out right and we made the call together and the loan officer was like, well, yeah, you have to be working with a Keller agent to get this deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was frustrating for me um, and gratifying all at the same time, right? Right. But I said, how did you even get this from a Keller uh, loan officer? And she's like, well, my uncle is a, a Keller Williams agent in another state, and he told me I should check into them. Right. So something that wasn't even available sent her down a rabbit hole. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, for those of you out there, you know, that have been in this business a while, that's not surprising to you at all other than it's, it's just always surprising to me, even though it's not, because more often than not, they are getting information from someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, the average person, I'm sure it's more now, but when I got in this business, the average person did six transact mortgage transactions in their entire life. Uh, I'm sure I have no doubt it's substantially more now with the refinance uh, we've done over the last decade, but it still isn't probably more than you do in a court. Right, exactly. And so what I want to say is when that does happen, right, and when a borrower comes back to me and says, hey, I found something better, right? I'm going to have that conversation. Well, tell me more about what you have. And I'm not ready to give up, but I'm also not going to come across as aggressive or fighting like what are you thinking right i'm gonna say okay well what was your deciding factor that made you shop what wasn't i providing you that this other company gave to you Hmm. sometimes that stops them in their tracks and they're like uh i don't know i was just told i should shop around right or my my friend or my realtor my coworker said i should i should look around and you know so the conversation then is look i'm always trying 
trying to do better and be better and striving to improve my business model, I would really appreciate it if you would help me be better. And then I go into what was your deciding factor of, of looking for another lender or if they tell me that they're moving forward with another lender. Uh, you know, is your decision just solely based on price? I would like to see if I could still compete. And is there anything that I could have done differently to earn your business or to have made my offer more attractive? And I, I turn it around on him and say, I want you to help me now be better, right? right. Because I, I gave you my all and you said, no, thank you. Well, dang it. I want you to say yes to me, not to go looking. So sometimes it's, you know, what could I have done better? Puts them then kind of knocks them off a little bit and, and switches their mindset to start thinking about, yeah, Cheryl really was super helpful. Like, I don't know, what, what could she have done better? And then we can continue to have that conversation. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And I think too, if you, if, if the lock talk, you know, when you lock it in is, about, hey, we're doing this to protect you, are you good? Then almost kind of gently, kind of calling into the carpet by being like, okay, so you know, when we locked this loan in, you said that this is what you wanted to do um, and that you wanted to protect yourself from rising rates, knowing that potentially if they got better, um, you were okay with that. And then, you know, even just be like, so what, is, what has changed since we had that conversation? And gently, but you can also kind of put them on notice that, listen, you and I both committed to each other and there's some integrity around that. And most of the time, guys, we're not mm -hmm. talking, people are looking at these. Most of the time, we're not talking about like half point jumps. We're probably talking about an eighth or maybe a quarter. And that's <laughs> right, really it. So we're talking about somewhere between 15 and, you know, 40 bucks a month. <laughs> Right. No. And we know that that borrowers will shop us over ten dollars a month. Right. right? They, they'll leave us over anything because they have they have FOMO. They have fear of missing out. And so by having that rate lock talk up front, by telling them the expectation, we are significantly de decreasing the mental capacity for them to say, I need to shop. I need to do better. I'm not sure what Cheryl's offering me because I'm telling them, look, the market is volatile. It changes all the time. The purpose of locking is so you can sleep better at night, myself included, right? right? And I want to protect you because that's my job. My job is to help you and protect you from not locking. And then we're in three weeks, right? And now the rate is up. Your payment is up. Now you can no longer afford this dream house that you want. And that literally can happen. And I don't want either one of us ever to be in that position. So what do you think about locking your rate today? Do you think it'd be a good idea? That's perfect. Yeah. Because ultimately it's their choice. Right. Right. And that's what we need to make sure when we're doing this is you always want to make sure that it's their conscious voiced decision to, to lock that in. And I used to even tell people, so what's going to feel better if you, if, if, if we float this today and rates improve by, you know, odds are in the next 30 days or however long this contract is, it's probably only going to swing an eighth, maybe a quarter. So what's going to feel better if you are able to save an extra 30 bucks a month? Or is it going to, is that going to feel better than if we go the other direction and you lose 30 bucks a month? Is that going to bug you more than, than winning? And most people, myself included, aren't big enough gamblers where they're like, no, the win would totally feel better than the loss. Most people are like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be pissed if I have to pay 30 bucks more. 
I'm going to be mediocrely ex- – they won't say this, but they're going to be like, I'm going to be mediocrely excited if I save 30 bucks a month. <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing, you know, I, I tell them uh, my own opinion, of course, not that I'm going to get them to lock or not, but or right. to do what I tell them, because I look at my job as to provide options. Their job is to decide. So the better the options I provide, right, the easier their decisions are. So one of the things that I tell them usually up front, look, I'm somewhat risk adverse, right? I like to play slot machines when I go to the casino because I don't like to part with my money. (laughs) So I sleep better at night knowing that I have my interest rate is locked in and I know what my payment is on this particular house, right? So my job as your loan officer is to watch rates at all times, do mortgage reviews for you multiple times throughout the year so that if I can do better for you, I will do better for you. And you and I will have that conversation so you know that someone's always got your back. Yeah. I think that is brilliant. And reminding them that you're constantly going to be watching it. And if a better opportunity comes along, uh, you can take advantage of it. And and yep, honestly, most people are risk adverse. There's there's not a <laughs> I think the vast majority of people. The, the pain of losing is much greater than the, the, the joy of winning when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. So you like to compare loan officers. What was the second uh, one in your three parts that you like to do? Using my CMPS? Yes. Using your CMPS. Yeah. Sorry. So compare loan options more effectively. Mm-hmm. Number two is to consider housing and mortgage decisions in the context of the overall financial situation. So that one would go to like, hey, if they said, hey, we're going to be moving in a couple of years when our kids graduate from high school. Right. Well, then I might say, well, let's do this type of loan instead of this type or an arm versus a fixed. Or if they say, hey, I'm not leaving here. Right. I'm, I'm staying here for good. Then let's look at a 15 year note. You know, let's not look at a 30. And then the third one would be make smarter choices when it comes to debt cash flow and real estate investments and overall debt management. So this would be an example of a borrower says to me, we're going to sell our house and I'll have 20% for the down payment on the next house. Great. Except for the fact that you've got about $55,000 in debt, credit cards and things like that. What if we put less money down, had mortgage insurance, but paid off all of your debt? Your cash flow increases significantly. And let's look at what that looks like. Yeah. And that's, that is one of those, um, from a, a selfish standpoint, you're going to get a ton of referrals. You're going to have a client for life. From a from a selfless standpoint, those moments in time when you come across borrowers that benefit from that are life-changing for them. I had a borrower mm-hmm. had a ridiculous amount of equity. I, th- I want to say a little over hundred grand. They had $90,000 in credit card debt. We Their new home, they moved up. Uh, we put them in an FHA and we paid off all that credit card debt. And with moving into a larger home, they save $700 a month. That's like that unicorn. Oh my gosh. But it happened. And, and those guys were forever in debt. And I still hear from him on my birthday. Um, and it's probably been eight years since I've done their loan. I haven't even been in the mortgage side or the origination side for five years. Yeah. It's one of those unicorns, but they exist guys. If you take the time to do, to do your due diligence around all of that. Yeah, I totally agree. So just one more, you know, tool in our tool belt, right, to elevate the professionalism of what we do every day and articulate our value to the borrowers. Yeah. Yep. I think that's great. Well, I think we're getting near the end here. So um, 
let's just do a quick recap on kind of what you like to go over in the actual rate lock talk. And then if you would, just one more time, hit your the three things you like to do. I think that'd be a great way to wrap up. Anything else you decide you need to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, thank you, Chad. Uh, I mean, the so the rate lock talk is basically informing the borrower that rates are volatile, right? They change daily, sometimes multiple times a day. The purpose of locking is to protect you against the rising rates. I want to protect your transaction. I want to protect your monthly payment. Once we lock your rate, this is going to be your rate regardless of market movement. Would you like to lock? So you're setting the expectation that you're not going to get them a better rate. You're not going to do a rate renegotiation because they're committing to you right now. You're asking them permission to lock the rate. Perfect. I talk about being risk adverse, like like we mentioned, and then obviously I want to um, help them. You know, my goal is to help not sell because I want to help them get the mortgage that's going to be best for their family, not necessarily sell them a loan that is going to be best for me. And I think that right there is the part where you guys might be thinking, well, okay, they, they talked about the rate lock talk and then they talk about these other things, but these other things are going to help solidify that when you do lock them in, they're committed mm -hmm. to you because they know whether they know consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. They know that you are the expert that they need to be with. Right. Yeah. Cool. Anything else before we wrap up this one? No, I think this was good. Yeah. Hopefully any of those loan officers out there that, you know, need help can re-listen and kind of use that scripting. We use that here at Nova Home Loans. And I think it's it's one of the better uh, better opportunities to solidify your relationship with your borrower. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you that are at Nova um, there's some great uh, videos. Cheryl is one of them um, around locking your rate on our playbook. So very cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember, grab a couple of these takeaways and act on them this week because you can't elevate without effort. Have a good one.